I'm the fantasy pharmacist, and I'm prescribing you championships. you for checking in to the fantasy pharmacist i'm your host charlie mcmanus you can follow the show at fantasy pharmacist on twitter and that's where we put up uh put up the weekly rankings and all the lines and wagers for things of last week um and again we got a couple more follows this weekend so i'm excited about that the podcast went over 300 downloads over the weekend so some exciting things happening here for the fantasy pharmacist um so again go ahead and give that Twitter account a follow. Um, I'd really appreciate it. Subscribe on Apple. Give a follow on Spotify. Do all those things. But we are going to just do a quick preview of the Thursday games. We'll do a recap. Um, or not really a recap, but I'll just briefly talk about how I did. Um, didn't have quite a super great weekend um, like I did the first week, but I still went 9-7 and seven at both against the spread and over-under. Um, so a pretty solid week for week two. Bring the season totals to a good amount, but Again, tonight we are just doing a quick talk and a quick preview of the Thursday night game. We have the Miami Dolphins at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This should be a very close contest. I actually think it's going to be a very exciting game. Most people, you know, they see Miami Dolphins at Jacksonville for the Thursday uh, opener for week three, and most people are not very excited. But I am incredibly excited for this matchup. There's a lot to see for both of these teams early on still in the season, and it's going to be a close one, like I said. The Vegas has Jacksonville winning at minus three, and they have the over at 49. If we look at when the Dolphins are on offense against the Jacksonville defense, I think that Miami is going to be able to run the ball fairly well. Um, you know, they have a pretty... Their their offensive line has held up in pretty well in the first couple of weeks, and this Jacksonville defense is nothing to be that afraid of in either the pass or the run. So I do think they're going to be able to run the ball pretty well. I would expect to see somewhere between what they did at um, week one against New England, what they did week two against Buffalo, just because New England is a pretty good pass rush and or sorry run defense, and Buffalo were missing if you remember they were missing two of their starting linebackers last week two of their best linebackers and who are you know solid against the run and that's why he was or that's why all of the backs in Miami were able to put up some pretty good numbers against that Buffalo front seven um, just because you know they were pretty injured so I do think that Jacksonville is actually going to be able to stop the run a little bit better than Buffalo was, even though Buffalo has a better defensive line than Jacksonville. Um, like I said, that the whole front seven, I think, should be a little bit healthier, a little bit more with it for Jacksonville um, this week. So again, maybe uh, somewhere in between those two um, those two weeks for the running game. Plus, I think they're just going to be able to throw the ball so well against this Jacksonville secondary, um, and they're not going to need to uh, rely on the run as much as they were hoping or you know scripting to do against the Patriots and the Bills there. It's going to be a rotation of backs still. Um, now, Gaskins, of course, is leading the way on the ground and through the air. Um, you know, He's getting a nice little bit of reception, so I, I, I like... The potential for Gaskins, I like where he's going, um, but he he has not you know 
been awarded the lead back by by any stretch of the imagination in this backfield. You know, there's still Jordan Howard there. There's still Matt Breida. So uh, there's still Patrick Laird. So who knows? Um, but it is interesting. That's what uh, one of the most exciting things to watch tonight is going to be who comes out of uh, the Miami backfield and to see who comes out of the Jacksonville backfield actually a little bit, but we'll get to that. When the Miami's passing the ball, though, I think they are going to be able to throw very well against this Jacksonville secondary. It's not a very great secondary um, at all by any means. Um, You know, they lost Wilson, their safety, recently on IR. Um, Well, not recently. He's been out for a while. But, you know, just not a good secondary to begin with. Losing a safety doesn't help. Um but the wide receivers should be able to threaten the ball pretty deep. Devontae Parker should be able to get his. I think we have a bounce back week for Preston. He should have, Preston Williams should have an easier uh, cornerback matchup than he had on last week. The Bills do have a couple of tough sec- or, um, cornerbacks. So um, Williams, I think, still saw some, some tough coverage. I think it's going to be a little bit easier out against, like I said, this Jacksonville secondary. While they are deep secondary, they don't really have any phenomenal players in their, in their secondary. So, um, I think Preston Williams is able to have a little bounce back week. I don't think that Isaiah Ford, um, you know, performance that we saw in week two is going to be too too much to worry about. Um, I think again, it was mostly just because of uh, the the strength of that cornerback unit in Buffalo. Um, so I do think Parker has a good one. I think Preston Williams has a good one, but Gasicki should have a great game as well. Now he dominated Buffalo, uh, absolutely dominated them without their um, but. Uh, without their linebackers in the game but I will say to uh, tamper your expectations because I do think that was a big reason why he had such a great involvement in the game and why he dominated was because they um you know because they had those two linebackers out and they were smart and they targeted that area of the field heavily um he got 11 targets which is beautiful um but don't expect another you know well it's hard to say because Jacksonville's linebackers aren't very great either, but I don't think that I think they're going to be better than Buffalo's were, like I said last week. So just maybe you know, don't expect what we saw last last week and week two for Gasicki, but I wouldn't be surprised if we still saw, you know, close to double digit targets for him. He's he's looking like a, a machine out there. Um, so I do think that this offense is going to be able to move the ball pretty well against a lesser Jacksonville defense. And I think that they have a very good matchup for them personnel wise. Um, you know, the only really strong advantage Jacksonville's defense has on them is, uh, off the, the edges of their defensive line. And it's not even that strong of an advantage, um, because the tackles from Miami have been playing pretty well in the first couple weeks. So we'll see them. When Let's move over to the other side of the ball when Jacksonville's offense is on the field, led by none other than the awesome, awesome mustache himself, Minshew. Um, he's, uh, I, I mean, I love this quarterback going into this season. It's exciting to see him get off to a pretty hot start in these first couple weeks. 
Now, they did lose their center, uh, Brandon Linder, and that is a big loss. He is a very solid center for the entire NFL, um, so that's going to be a big loss for them. He was their best offensive lineman, in my opinion, and the center of their, or the, you know, the middle of their offensive line was their strength, so when you lose their center, now they only have the two guards who are very well, who are very well. Well, they are well, fortunately. Um, I guess that's nothing to be taken granted this week uh, in the NFL. But they are not very, you know, phenomenal. They're not not on the same level as Linder, I don't think. Um, so that's a huge loss. That It's a very big loss for them. However, I do think they're going to still be able to run against this Miami defense just because Miami's defense is not great. And um, especially Miami's defensive line, um, it's not the strongest defensive line. They do have a little bit of pressure on the right side of their defensive uh, line with their linebackers as well in Kyle Van Noy. Um, but, you know, again, it's nothing nothing to be afraid of. So I do think that they're still going to be able to run the ball fairly well. Just don't expect to see maybe quite the efficiency that they had in the in the first couple of weeks. Um, so not, not as good of a performance for James Robinson. And if the line is in a very bad shape, I do think we're going to see a little bit more of Chris Thompson. We saw him uh, a little bit more in week two than we saw in week one, which was um, exciting for me to see just because I like Chris Thompson, the player. He played for the Washington football team. Um, and, you know, I just really like him. And I was shocked when he wasn't used in week one. So it's great to see him here in week uh, to see him in week two get his usage um, you know only two carries but a good amount of receptions and if the offensive line is struggling to hold up without Linder there in the center then I do expect to see Chris Thompson in a little bit more to help out in that passing game get those dump offs it's not like Robinson can't uh, catch the ball he actually was pretty solid uh, last week catching three receptions as I believe both him and Chris Thompson got three receptions but um you know, I, I do think Thompson just has the the record behind him as the the better receiving back. Um, and Robinson hasn't quite shown that he's, you know, phenomenal uh, in the passing game. But he's been pretty solid so far. So, um, like I said, it still should be the Robinson show. But uh, if the offensive line starts to struggle, we might start to see Chris Thompson be snuck in a little bit more and more. Um, but those should be the only two with their other running backs injured. Uh, let's see. All right. Shark being out obviously hurts them a lot, but cornerback Byron Jones being out for Miami hurts them even more. So I do think that Jacksonville still is able to throw the ball pretty well against this, or this defense. Um, I expect a pretty big game out of Keelan Cole, Conley, uh, Chanel. All of them could have nice games. Um, I think all of them are going to see targets. They're all going to be used effectively in this game. Keelan's definitely my favorite, especially with the offensive line being worse and there's a decent pass rush on the right side for the Dolphins. So I do like that slot receiver position for this offense so much. We've seen Jay Gruden use the slot in the past before heavily. Um, I like the whoever was going to be in the slot a lot this preseason, and Keelan Cole has really seemed to take that position over. So I like him the most, but this you know this Miami defense is so uh, terrible, and without Byron Jones in the secondary, way worse that. Any of these wide receivers could have a good game, and I think Minshew is about to have an awesome, awesome game. I think he's just going to be throwing it everywhere. So, 
Yeah, I mean, both of these teams should be able to throw very well on each other. Um, if Chark and Linder, the center, were both healthy, it would easily be the Jaguars for me. It, it would not even, I wouldn't really have to hesitate too much or think about it too, too well. Uh, too, or too much. Man, that's just my favorite word, I guess, of the night. Um, but with those two being injured and being out, it makes it a lot closer. This is one of the toughest games uh, we've had to predict so far this season. Now, I am still going to go Jacksonville minus three because I don't think the Dolphins' secondary is quite as deep as Jacksonville's. Also, Jacksonville's front seven on their defense is more evenly spaced out talent-wise. Um, Miami's is kind of weak in the middle, so it's going to be so, so close. Um, even with the loss at Lind- with Linder, I think, well, man, yeah, it is going to be, it's going to be a very, very close one, or at least it should be. I'm excited for it. I think we're going to see a lot of passing, but I do think Jacksonville comes out um, on top, and uh, I was he- I was almost hesitant to take Miami uh, plus three just because that line is so, um, you know, it's so close, or it could, you know, but, you know, and I think Jacksonville does win, but I could see them winning by just a couple of points. But I feel confident enough in this Jacksonville offense, even without DJ Shark, they have a great amount. Um, you know, they have a great core of wide receivers. I believe in Minshew. I believe in this offense. So Jacksonville minus three. And I'll also take the over at 49, just because I think these two defenses, specifically the secondaries are so bad that they're going to be tossing the ball all over the place. Now, if the running game is successful and the teams are running a lot more than passing uh, and it's a slower game, that would be really awful. Cause I could see that happening too, just because, you know, both teams, but generally I think both teams are going to have more success in the pass over the run. That's why I think they're going to be passing so much. That's why I'm taking the over. All right. Hope you enjoyed this preview for tonight's game. Sorry for getting out a little bit later, but hopefully that you had enough time to check it out. I really appreciate you checking it out if you did within this short time frame or if you were just checking it out after because you're a cool person. Um, keep uh, keep your eyes out, your ears listening for the rest of the previews. We'll do those um, Hopefully we'll get those out tomorrow, hopefully, so that Saturday I'm going to try to do a more fantasy-focused episode. I think I'm going to keep the structure that I currently have for all the game previews because I like that. I think it brings something else to the table that it's harder to find in the industry. Um, but I do think I'm missing a lot of the f- specific fantasy-specific questions. So I'll try to get my top 25 rankings like I put out on Twitter. I'll try to post those sooner this week. And then maybe I'll do a podcast just focus on fantasy where I explain why I rank people the way I do um, every week and why I'm excited for different teams, different matchups, different players, all that good stuff. All right. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the first game of week three. Peace out. Thank you.